0: It's award season in Hollywood, so we thought we'd take this opportunity to talk about Apple TV+. What are currently our favorite shows? What are we looking forward to this year? And what shows did we not like? That's on this episode of the Macworld Podcast. Welcome to the Macworld Podcast. I'm Roman Loyola here with Jason Cross. Good morning. And Michael Simon. Hello, sir. Uh, So before we talk about uh, Apple TV, what we like, dislike, things like that, uh, there is some Apple TV Plus news. The first is that there's this new movie coming out called Argyle. Apple is a producer of it. I don't remember if they were in a partnership or if they were the sole producer. And if you want to go see it in the movie theater, you can save $5. If you buy tickets on Fandango and use Apple Pay, and then you have to also use a promo code. The promo code is Apple Pay during checkout. This offer, it's good from now until February 12th. So you have some time if you are planning to go to the movies or want to see Argyle.
1: Apple had nothing to do with the like creative end of it. It, just, it bought it after it was finished okay. and wrapped up and everything else.
0: Yeah,
2: it's one of those it was made by the production company like funded by them and then shopped around and then and then Apple picked it up. It has a, a pretty pretty big time cast. They announced it 2 years ago or something. This thing has been stewing for a while. I don't remember when they must have filmed it, but it's it's been a while. Henry Cavill Bryce Dallas Howard. Samuel Apple won. bought it in uh, August of 21. Yeah. So it's been two and a half
1: years now. But yeah, Samuel Jackson, Bryce Dallas Howard. Yeah, Brian Cranston has a, a really big cast. Yep. And it's it's based on a book that is written by a nom de plume and no one has any idea like who was behind it. There were rumors that it was Taylor Swift. The director said it's not her, but someone wrote <laughs> it and they, they're not saying who
2: it was. <laughs> so. Um, uh, there's some mystery involved there. I'm sure somebody knows because somebody's writing a check, right? Right. So somebody <laughs> somebody definitely yeah. knows. But um, someone knows. But it's. I was watching. There's a trailer out. I was watching the trailer. The trailer looks god awful for the first. 30, it does look not great for the first thirty seconds, and then there's a twist, and then you're like, oh, it's supposed to look god awful. Yeah. You know, and then there's just a CG cat at the end where you're just like, okay, that just looks bad. That that, that just they <laughs> need to change that. But after the twist, you're like, okay, I'm in. This is this is interesting. That's the super cheesiness of it is intentional and then it and then there's a twist. So they're showing you like the story within the story. It's about a person who writes spy thrillers. And so they're showing you the spy inside the spy thriller part before they cut to the real world. There's a movie with um Sandra Bullock like a year ago that was similar. Lost
1: Island or Lost Something. Yeah. Similar type of thing. She's a writer and you know her character comes to life or whatever it is. I'm not hundred percent sure what the
2: what the exact Yeah, or the things part you part. write comes true. It's a trope. It's right, been right. we we've been there. It looks yeah, like it's yeah, a we, we. <laughs> Yeah. It looks like it's a fun uh sort of action adventure comedy. I don't expect it's gonna get like great reviews, but it also doesn't look like a bomb. There's been some bad ones. There was um it, it didn't go to theaters, but that uh, Mark Wahlberg parent family plan thing that just came out, oh, just no, just uh. <laughs> hey,
1: that was on my list of my favorite, my favorite.
2: Really, you lie. I don't even believe you. <laughs> I'm, I'm,
1: I'm, I'm being glib, but I, I did, I enjoyed it for what it was, in the sense that it was a stupid popcorn, yeah. A Friday afternoon movie that we yeah. watched as a family, and it was fun.
0: Yeah, if you want to see what the hubbub is about Henry Cavill's haircut in the movie, apparently there's, some, <laughs> there's a meme going it, on. Around that that <laughs> is an
2: epic uh, flat top he's got going. It's pretty amazing. Yeah. There's no date for when it lands on Apple TV+. Uh, these things typically land uh, stay in theaters for 90 days before they stream, sometimes a little less, sometimes two months. It took a while for uh, Killers of the Flower Moon
1: to come out. Yeah, I think that was a good um, 90 days. That was at least three months, yeah. Sometimes Apple does it quicker. It depends on, honestly, it depends on how it does at the box office. If it completely bombs, it'll be out in March. Yeah. If it has some staying power, it'll be like April or something.
0: But if you can't wait for it to come to Apple TV+, Plus. you can save $5 on your movie tickets using Apple Pay. More spending money on Apple TV news. The MLS season pass for the upcoming MLS season, Major League Soccer season, is now available. You don't need an Apple TV Plus subscription to use MLS season pass. It's $14.99 per month, $99 per season. If you do have Apple TV Plus you save a little bit of money. It's twelve ninety nine per month and it's $79 per season. So if you uh, caught messy fever last season, you probably want to invest in a MLS season pass. Uh, current
1: subscribers, or at least mine does, you still have access through February um, 20th. There's currently like a Miami, the, the Miami soccer club is doing like a world tour, like exhibition matches and Apple TV showing all those. If you have a, a uh, uh, current the, 23, the twenty three to twenty to two thousand and twenty three season pass. You can you can watch all that stuff live, and then the new season starts. I guess February twentieth. I bought it last year, about halfway through the season, when you know around the time Messi came in, and it was it was half off because all the sports packages do that. MLB and the NBA. Like if you wait a, about a month or so, if you're not a super duper diehard fan, you can get it. You know in april or may whatever it is halfway through the season for 40 bucks something to consider
0: yeah if you don't feel like investing in it now but you might want to later you can and the price will be adjusted and if you do subscribe um go
1: to your subscriptions and if you don't want it turn off auto renew because that's an automatic thing on apple everybody does so you'll have to cancel it you won't lose access until your full subscription is over but um you also won't get charged Hundred bucks, eighty bucks when um, the new season kicks in in February.
0: And then the third bit of news is that the Apple TV X site—I'm not going to call it Twitter, even though I just said, made a Twitter <laughs> reference—posted um, a picture of what looks like uh, Adam Scott running running down the hallways of uh, the show he's in, Severance. So it looks like that they're producing the second season of. Severance, which I'm very happy about. Yeah, he actually confirmed that in like a
1: retweet, repost, re X, whatever they call that That, um, yeah, they've started production. Yes, it'll be at least 2025, early 2025, at least, before we see it. I mean, these things take time
2: to film and cut and edit and all that other stuff. There's not a ton of CG or something in it, so it's possible it'll be late this year, but it's. It's going to be a while. I mean, we're only in January and they're filming, so it's possible, but yeah. It's possible. When did
1: the last one come out? Does anyone remember?
2: God, I want to say 21. Wait. Uh, They announced just before the season finale came out that it was renewed for season two, and it ended on a huge cliffhanger. I don't think they knew they were going to be picked up for a second season. I don't think it was like one of those delayed announcements to drum up thing. I think they were seeing how well it did, and it was – everyone was talking about it as much as anyone talked about Apple TV plus shows three years ago. It's gotten more popular, but uh, everyone's talking about it and they got picked up and then immediately COVID and that just wrecked. And then writer strike and director strike. And that just like three years, instead of rolling right into production on season two, just like a giant two or three year
0: delay. So I guess that's a good segue to what we were watching over the past year on Apple TV, you know, Severance was there. What other shows were we watching? Oh, also, kind of tied into Severance, there was news that production for Silo has also started. The second season of Silo. Uh, did you guys watch Silo at all? I watched. I did not. That. It's on. It's on my list of things that I'd like to watch, but I have not. Yeah, Jason, have you watched it? No, same thing.
2: It's it's it was recommended to me. Uh, was that did that come out this year? I don't remember. Yeah, it did. So so yeah, we wanted to run down kind of our favorites and our disappointments from just from the last year cuz we've gotten to the point with TV Plus where it's popular enough and good enough and has enough stuff that you're you're no longer just like what's good on the service. It's like saying what's a good HBO show? It's like are you going to go all the way back to Sopranos? Like how far are you going to uh, we've seen some articles calling it the new HBO. You know, they they definitely don't have as much stuff as other services, but there's get starting to get to be a catalog, right? And, and the quality level, the average quality level is really high. And the price is right. They just jacked up the price like 60% or something, like t- to 10 bucks a month. Which is twice. So, it started at 499
1: yes, you know, it started at
2: 499 $4. $4. $4. $4. and it's gotten a couple price bumps. But for 10 bucks a month, you get family sharing, which means you basically get six accounts. You get 4K and Dolby Atmos and all that other kind of stuff, the highest quality level. And you get offline downloads. And when you compare that to every other service, what, they're all expensive, more expensive to begin with. They're all in the like $16, $18 range. But a lot of times that's just the ad free tier. And then it's a few bucks more if you want multiple screens or 4K or – and that's not multiple accounts.
1: Yeah, uh, Netflix is I think 26 for three screens and 4K. And as Jason says, that's yours. Like if you try to watch it in another place, it's yeah, gonna show Twenty three, it's twenty two
2: ninety nine. Or twenty three okay. ultra. And 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 you can't get four K at any cheaper price. Even just like one person, one screen, nothing. That's the that's the tier. I mean the price hike was crazy, but it's still a bargain compared to everything else. I looked it up, there were fifty uh new releases in twenty twenty three on apple tv plus that's good that's like one a week good. it is uh, bear in mind that includes all the kids animated shows and there's been a bunch of like relatively small documentaries and stuff so there's probably worth 200 netflix releases or, you know i don't i didn't count but that's not all big tentpole stuff probably
1: 50 of them were quality that people watched and talked about So where
0: you know it's similar Talking about silo, so silo is a show about a dystopian society. People live in silos because they can't live in the real world anymore. Uh, it's based on a series of novels, and I enjoyed it. There was one performance that stood out to me, and it's not in a good way. And that was a common, the rapper, huh. entertainer is in it, and to me, he just wasn't wasn't a good fit in this show, but the rest of the cast is good. Tim Robbins is in it, Rebecca Ferguson. I watched... Actually, I just started... I I don't remember when it came out because I just started watching, actually. I've been watching um, Still Awake, which is a kind of a romantic comedy sitcom. Yeah, it's the trope of two people who are friends when they they are probably should be in a, you know, in a deeper relationship. Still, it's, is it still a or still up? No, still up. Is, still what up. I'm is it still, yeah. Up? still up? Yeah. Still okay. Up. Yeah. yeah,
1: and that was... That was late late 23.
0: So I've been enjoying that. I, I also participated in the MLS season pass, so I watched more MLS than I usually do.
1: Did you buy the whole thing, or did you, like me,
0: buy it when Messi showed up? I bought it when Messi showed up. <laughs> <laughs> I did buy it when
1: Messi when, showed up. When, when <laughs> Whoever his agent is that <laughs> negotiated to get a piece of new subscriptions is a bur- is best yeah. A oh yeah, move.
2: no he's just <laughs> swimming in money,
1: yeah. yeah. <laughs> I,
2: Mike, what 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 did you like, Mike, this year?
1: My my two favorites were the Morning Show season three, which you know I know that's like the legacy show and it's you know very glossy and glitzy, but. And it's you know over the top ridiculousness in how it portrays. Well, ma- maybe not. I'm not in that world. Maybe maybe it is. You know, there's a, a, a new scandal every every twelve minutes. But it it show it it portrays a a literal morning show on like an ABC or NBC type network. It touches on all of the you know current events that are happening. This this season was about an Elon Musk type character who was buying the network. It's like uh, a John
2: c- mashup. Except he's a lot more sympathetic I think. He's not played at times. He's he's played as the villain because he's the big money guy that comes in, but it's John Hamm, he's very charming. He's not he seems he seems very reasonable like when people talk to him. Everyone's afraid of him at he times, represents. but then there's
1: also it a whole sub subtext and subterfuge and everything else. So,
2: but yeah, yeah, it's played by John
1: Hamm which was um, they had that Apple TV commercial a year and a half ago, that you know, talked about how he was watching it and wanted to be on the show. Obviously, they knew at the time, so kind of a little, a little throwback to that ad campaign. But um, I thought it was, you know, it's a, it's it's the kind of compelling television where every episode ends on some kind of a cliffhanger, and you want to click next to watch the next thing. I think Jennifer Aniston and um, uh, Reese Witherspoon are fantastic. Um, as are the supporting characters around them. Like it's it's very very well casted. It's the kind of show that I forget. It's an Apple TV Plus show until I see everybody using iPhones and MacBooks and that, like they, they, you know, it's there's a lot of yeah. Apple product placement. I wonder if like is Vision Pro going to start appearing on shows <laughs> oh, the yeah, next six months? Because yeah. oh, it's such a like it, they do it in a subtle ish way, but. There's like a close-up of texting and it's iMessage. They're taking a picture and it's an iPhone. They're at the, uh, their computers, an iMac or i MacBook. There,
0: That show particularly, there's tons of Apple products. Still Up is basically a FaceTime ad. It's two oh. people oh, talking yeah. on FaceTime almost the whole time <clears throat> on the show.
1: There was so. There's a show, a movie, two of them actually, called Searching and Missing. And it's 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 not an Apple TV production, but it takes place. The entire thing takes place on a on a computer screen. Mm-hmm. The, the the whole movie, and it's an it's a it's an Apple computer screen. You see FaceTime, you see iMessage, you see Safari, and it 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 you, you wouldn't think like it would work because it sounds absurd, but it it works really really well. And Apple must Tim Cook must have watched that thing and been like, "Wow, this is like a it's like an, a, an hour and a half advertisement for our products." Because they all work so well. There's never, you know, like they, they they use the screen to tell the story. They also use the screen to kind of figure out this, you know, both of them involve missing people. And it's 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 really well done. It's high, highly recommended. This is not you a go Plus check it out. show, though. It's not. It's not. It just happens to be that they use Apple devices. My other show is um, Monarch Legacy of Monsters. Oh, We're going to fight. Which is oh, about. We're going to
2: fight. I'm going to fight you. Oh, you don't like it? Oh, it's so bad. It's so. All right, oh, come the, on. All
1: right. Well, I'll go first, and then you can tell me why yeah, you don't like it. Yeah, go. I've been meaning to watch this. The the Godzilla King Kong movies are they're you know terrible in the sense that there's you know they're like over the top CGI. I mean, it's giant monster movies. So what
2: you, you're in. Yeah, you giant right monster for, yeah. movies. They're
1: just uh, explosions and 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 you know destruction. But this one kind of tries to tell a bit more of a story, a bit bit more of a backstory. It takes place both right after the twenty fourteen Godzilla movie and then thirty years before that as well, showing how Monarch, which is the company that is responsible for both in a, in a way, creating, unearthing, and containing these giant monsters, Godzilla, King Kong and other ones, Mothra, etc, cetera, etc. Cetera. And it kind of shows the 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 origins of the company the the people who are involved in uh uh some of the uh, uh some of the people are in the movie and it goes back kurt russell plays two roles it's good if you take it for what it is it's not going to win any academy awards and it's not you know it's not a brilliant show but it's a if you're into that stuff if if you've certainly if you've seen the movies particularly the Godzilla ones the newer Godzilla ones yeah. it's um I like it. I think it's good. I think it's compelling. And I think it's, uh, I, 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 I'm I. not caught up, Jason. I don't know if it's ended yet. I can't remember. It is, I, yeah. Like five episodes in. Yeah. Okay. So I, I haven't gotten to the end yet. I don't know if it ends, if it sticks to landing.
2: Apparently it doesn't if Jason hates it. So much. it's. <laughs> but. Okay. So now uh, I'll give you yeah. my counterpoint. Um Okay cool. Cuz right, that certainly I don't know if I'm passionate enough to defend it but i the CG and stuff like for the uh, for the monsters and everything is done really well. Like it's big spectacle stuff and you yeah. want that. Like if you if you're if you're It's in- funny
1: about that. It, you don't you don't see Godzilla for like 3 episodes. Yeah. And I said to my wife, I'm like, is this gonna be like just like about monsters? Like we're gonna see a monster, right? Because I don't want to watch eight episodes well, of talking about it,
2: maybe they're coming. It <laughs> opens with some King Kongy stuff and then and giant yeah. super giant spiders, so um that'll that'll mess you up if you don't like spiders. And then um <laughs> and then there's a couple of other second-tier monsters before Godzilla shows up. And I think they flash back to the last movie where he trashed Samuel. Yeah, they do. Um that's just movie yeah. footage. So the things i like i like that but on the other hand sometimes the production value really lets you down like there's a lot of scenes where they're going through the quarantine zone of san francisco that's trash and stuff like that where the backgrounds are obviously like really bad background replacements they don't they don't look real they don't line up right like <laughs> it's like a set with like a big green screen kind of thing and it doesn't look good i <laughs> uh, kurt russell's great his son plays mm-hmm. him, the younger him back in the 50s, yes. Wyatt Russell. He's very good. The whole 50s plot line that they keep flashing back to yeah. is good. They're, they're good people. They're believable. It's It feels grounded and stuff. But the kids – I call them kids because they're they're 20-something young people or whatever. <laughs> they're not kids. Yeah. They are so terrible, all three of them. They're the central focus of the story. These kids who get into trouble and they're trotting around and they get – together with Kurt Russell and he's gonna, you know he won't tell them what's going on but he keeps dragging them around right. all over the, the the globe it's like you're traveling for hours and hours and hours just fill them in just like <laughs> it's it's so silly <laughs> um and they're trying to find their missing dad and all that and they're just bad they're just such the, the <laughs> acting is so it's like watching a CW show when they're on and it's such a stark contrast to other parts of the show when they're not on. It's, it's just really, it's so hard to watch. And they just, you expect a monster movie to do dumb stuff, but you don't expect it to jump out at you how dumb it is. I, I eventually just finished watching it, just like leaving it on and stuff. But um, I, I couldn't get over just how, how much it swung from being really hard to watch when it's about, the kids who are kind of the main characters, and then really interesting when they flash back to the fifties and how this all started. Yeah, the fifties stuff is is
1: that's what hooked me even before I like the the whole premise of it because I I like origin stories, I like prequels, right. and that's kind of what this is, and it's yeah, it's fantastic. Um, I'm not at all. But now I want to watch it and look out for how bad the kids are because I don't I I haven't that that hasn't hit me at all as far as the like you're talking about like
2: the literal acting yes. not like their characters their
1: characters are bad too I, that I that mean, hasn't that hasn't stuck stuck their out their characters
2: of. keep doing the it's dumbest like, possible thing at each turn as well it's like really bad writing for them but also the acting is just really it's just on a completely different level from the adults in the movie they are adults but you know what I mean like the other. People in the movie—it's just a completely different.
1: Well, it it, it has a ninety percent on Rotten Tomatoes yeah. and an eighty percent audience <laughs> score, so it, people like it. People like it, but I lie. <laughs> All right, before I, I get into mine, uh, were there any others you really liked? Ted Lasso. I feel like we should at least mention. Right, that was that was last year, wasn't it? Yes. Yeah. yeah, I thought the first couple, maybe five episodes of that show, I was like, all right, this is like they jumped a shark. This is a good, but they they fixed it. Got everything back together. The last like three episodes, I thought were great. Um, I don't know if I care enough to watch a spinoff or anything. It depends on what the spinoff about is. Any I of think. the characters, you know? Say what? Yeah, d- yeah, uh, yeah. It absolutely depends. Like I'll watch a Roy but Kent show all day long. <laughs> sure, <laughs> It would be fun. I don't, I, I don't know if he can hang, hang up for, for, for a ten whole episodes season, by yeah. himself. Yeah, he's he's good for like comic relief, but. I just don't know if I care about this care about the story without Ted Lasso. Like do I care about the soccer club and the players and yeah. the owner and the characters that we've we've learned through him? So we'll see, but I thought it was it was good. I, I, it, you know, I, it's one of those shows that I don't quite understand why it has so much adulation. Like it's it's always the number one show on the Apple TV little chart sure, thing yeah. that you see. It on, was their on big the breakout. Yeah. Like it's it's good. I don't think it's like I would never watch it again. I wouldn't sit down
2: and say, "Oh, I really want to see the first season again." Like it was, yeah, it was, it's not. It was kind, a good show. It's not the kind of show that you feel like you need to watch again. Uh, yeah, I mean, I think it just hits that rice right, that right sweet spot between, yeah, uh, like like interesting drama about what's going on, but also being funny and being nice mm-hmm. and being and and it. it Covid helped. It landed at a time when everyone yeah, kind of The timing of it needed was some positivity, good. and it was like this yep. relentlessly positive main character. Um, so yeah, it was it was their lightning in a bottle. Uh, I'm glad they didn't drag yeah. it on because it was so popular. I'm glad they just like right quit when the story arc had done its thing and not mm-hmm. give us six seasons of this because I don't think we needed it.
0: According to Nielsen, Ted Lasso last year was the most streamed original show. Like on any service, on any service, despite the fact that it was on Apple TV Plus. So, as Jason said, it 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 kind of
2: hits the right spot. Mm-hmm. Families can watch it. Well, if you don't care about f bombs, there's some language. Yeah, all right. Yeah, there's, there's sure. It's not,
1: but it's done in like a family happy way, it's not like an angry f bomb <laughs>
0: yeah, and there's there's no right. uh, like it's pg
2: thirteen yeah there's it's it's pg thirteen if they allowed you to drop f bombs all the time, but there's no yeah. big nudity it's there's some like sexual themes, but there's no sex scenes, there's no, no. violence per se, you know right. there's no
0: gore, my favorite show on apple t v plus is slow horses, and the second season just came out and I'm still. Uh, in the midst of watching it, uh, it's, it's yeah. a spy yeah. Yeah. show. I love Slow Horrors. Uh, and it's based on a series of novels.
2: So season three is the one that just came out. Oh,
0: it's a season movie. three. You're right, season three. Uh, so I, I'm a little behind, so I'm still – well, I, I finished like season six 2 episodes I
2: just, uh, or something, five or six episodes. They're shorter. Um, yeah, that's an excellent show. Um, I finished the the last season, which, which was the finale
1: of um, Physical – was okay. Yeah. Um, I thought it. I thought it, it ended, it ended well. I mean, it was good to end it after three seasons because you know the story had gotten a little bit repetitive. Um, that was decent. The first season is is excellent, uh, and then it kind of trails off a bit after that. But that's a, a tidy three seasons. That if anybody wants to catch up on something, it's always nice to know, like the whole thing is here. Like I can watch it from start to finish, and and not have to wait for a new season or, you know, another week for, for a new episode.
2: The woman who's in that is in platonic, which came out this year, which is her and Seth Rogen as some old estranged friends who get back together and they get back into their old hijinks uh, and it messes with their lives. That's kind of a fun little romp. It's not like one of those things you're going to run out and buy Apple TV for to watch it, but it's, it's fun. <laughs> it's like a fun adult comedy kind of thing.
1: Yeah, that's um Rose Rose Byrne. I, I haven't watched uh Platonic, uh but it looks kinda like what was that show back when I was a kid, twenty something, thirty something? Like something like that. Hmm. Like a like a coming of age type story, but you're not quite 40 (laughs) like like, (laughs) it's semi semi over the hill show where you're not not really adults
2: but you're almost adults. they're not long it's the adult humor of like all the stuff you romanticize about your young life is really a mess you know it's pretty good you should should, it's worth watching your what what the morning show is to you for all mankind is for me and that's fourth season i haven't i haven't seen any of those I,
1: i gotta get i gotta catch up on all of that
2: yeah more big prestige tv uh Good special effects stuff. It's so grounded in being realistic and reasonable. um It's it's a alternate history sort of thing. It's science fiction, but it's hard science fiction. And and rarely do they do things that, are, that don't make sense. And there's no warp drive or any of this kind of stuff. It's all reasonable technologies from the. Actually, they're still not even caught up to present day yet, but it's since it's an alternate history. There's going to be a fourth season of that? This was the fourth season. Uh, there's going to be a fifth. And I think that's it. I think it was originally pitched as a five-season arc. Uh, Shrinking was a big hit for me this year. Oh, I love that too. I didn't realize that was this year. Yeah. Yeah, Shrinking was excellent. Shrinking. Yeah, I was, watched that too. It was really that'll, that'll get a second season as well, but um, unexpectedly good. Like The promos did not give you any idea that this would be good. It's it's all about this cast. They make every scene work. Harrison Ford plays very against type, except being grumpy. He plays very against type. <laughs> and, <laughs> yeah. and Jessica Williams is just fantastic in it. Uh, just there's just yeah. Every it's it, it'll surprise you. You you won't be interested in it, but if you watch it, you'll be very surprised how much you love it. <laughs> uh, I liked the big door prize. Oh yeah. Was, uh, I watched this, that too. This sort of fortune telling machine and how it messes with everybody in this town. And then I liked there's a cartoon called St- Strange Planet based off a series of like web web comics about these beings that live on a planet that's kind of different from ours and they refer to everything with a in a weird way. I, it's not one of those things I say, "Oh, run out and watch it, it's the best show," but I was worried they would ruin what's fun about the little web comics in tr- turning it into a cartoon and they don't. It's it's it holds up, so all right, I already gave my one of the things I hated when we talked about Mardark. we'll we'll do some of our disappointments. I'll just list a couple other ones real quick since we talked so much about Mardark. I really didn't like lessons in chemistry. I was looking forward to that, but it was so yeah, I paint by I, I haven't started.
1: I've heard good things about it, it um I'll let you know maybe we can fight
2: next year you, about- it, <laughs> it was just so painfully by numbers it, you as you're watching it you just know what every next scene is you know what's going to happen it just it just there were no surprises it wasn't it wasn't like it was badly made and sometimes it rams a certain message down your throat like oh my god we get it and then at other times it's like they miss obvious opportunities to do something good and dramatic and it's and they just let it fall it's i was just not impressed uh, the Tetris movie was just laughably bad, too.
1: I remember that was that that trailer looked really interesting, but I never I never saw that either. You, you, you guys might realize that Jason doesn't have kids, so he has a lot more free time than, than I. <laughs> it goes do. so off the rails, <laughs> just
2: being completely unrealistic and and crazy. I mean, the the real story, I thought, but I thought it was based on a. Isn't it based on a true story? The, the based on is doing a lot of work there. Um, <laughs> okay. Yes, the the true story of of how they got Tetris out of. Russia and, and uh, onto Game Boys and stuff like that is is interesting. They invent a lot of wacky over-the-top stuff in this yeah. story. And it's just not believable. It, a more grounded and realistic and believable like real retelling of this just as a sort of like a corporate government drama uh, like tension thing could have been great, but they have to have like chase scenes and bring Gorbachev into it. And just it, like, there's like a car chase that never happened. It's just so there's a lot of stuff that just, it's just, wow. They, they didn't need to do this. <laughs> All right. Those are mine.
1: Um, I mean, not really, I will say I didn't really like the second season of, of Schmigadoon. I really, really liked the Ooh. first season. It kind of overstated its welcome. I'm not surprised that they, they axed it before, picking up the third season apparently they filmed it i guess but they decided not to put it oh, up. oh they filmed it already wow pick it up yeah. that's what the directors or 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 maybe they they wrote it i forgot wrote it makes sense something yeah. was was done but um yeah i mean it, the first season was was clever and, and and interesting and then it just was like right, i don't think we need to do another one of these
0: <laughs> like it
2: was i liked season 2 but i will i'm with you that uh season 1 was way
0: better Yeah, i watched season 1 and i thought when season two came out I thought, do I need to go through that again? Not that it was <laughs> horrible. It's just that yeah. I rode that ride. You know, do I need yeah. to do that again? I didn't think I'd right. I, I don't even
1: like musicals. <laughs> yeah. So I I was I was shocked how much I liked the first season and then I was like, All right, this is yeah, it overstated It's welcome. Yeah. yeah. Uh Jason brought it up before, but that, that Mark Wahlberg family plan movie. <laughs> I gotta tell you, I, I, it's terrible. <laughs> and I knew I knew everything that was gonna happen, and it was predictable. And and but it was it was it was a fun hour and a Expectations half. Expectations low TV.
2: and met. <laughs> yeah, yeah,
1: right. Very low, and they met them. Right. Okay. I watched it like during Christmas break with with my my wife and son, and we were like, yeah, that was awful, but it was it was fun. Okay.
0: <laughs> yeah. So for me. There were two shows that I actually liked at first, and then I uh, and then I just ran out of gas on them. So to say that I disliked them might be a little extreme, but <laughs> I got to a point where I'm like, yeah, I'm done. I'm not watching this anymore. So the first show is the Reluctant Traveler with Eugene Levy. Okay, yeah. And I like travel shows because I like to travel, and the premise of this is that Eugene Levy. He's a, he's played himself, and he apparently is a homebody.
2: Yeah, he doesn't hates like to go out, and they make him. go He hates do stuff. to travel,
0: <laughs> right? He doesn't like to do adventurous stuff, and they make him do adventurous stuff, mm-hmm. and it works for like the first two or three episodes. Uh, the fourth or fifth episode, you're kind of like, all right, Eugene, you know, you either are really stuck in your ways or you're playing this up or whatever. But, you know, come on, Eugene, get with the program. And it just kind of gets a little tiring after a while. So there's that. And the thing is, I like Eugene Levy. Yeah. As an
2: actor. We're the same. We just got – we we started to kind of hate watch it because – uh, we we finished watching it because he stays in the most luxurious and five star exactly. everything. He goes on the best tours and all he does is complain the whole time. And I'm like, exactly. I, as a shtick, that that got old fast. But it is nice to watch. Like it's it it's beautiful. They go to beautiful places and
0: stuff. So and then the other show is Foundation. Oh yeah, that jumped the shark. I really wanted to like the show. And the thing is, I think it's just too complex a storyline for TV. And I started watching the second season. I really enjoy Lee Pace in this story. Lee Pace plays this kind of emperor. They call him Empire. And he's really good. But then there's this other, the the second storyline has to do with the people who are kind of rebelling against Empire. Whenever that storyline comes up, I'm just kind of like, oh my God, what is going on here? I don't. And the thing is, like, the story jumps centuries in time. Yeah. Not, not you know, not just a day or two or even a year. It jumps centuries in time. So you have to kind of keep this mental uh, timeline. And it's really – it's it's kind of challenging. It's, it's it's almost too much to do just for a TV show. So me. in the books, they do that. Um, and they have new
2: characters. And they – in order – you don't want to do that in a tv show so that's why they invented this this character of empire he's a clone there's three of them there's the old one the middle-aged and the young one and they they defrost the clone every so many years so that way you get to have the same person for hundreds and hundreds and hundreds of years playing this thing and then the other one the the harry uh i can't remember harry selden Seldon character it's like like he's not he doesn't feature in it for the books they just refer to his things but they got to have an actor so now they they make him an ai and they do that like they do all the stuff and those are the things that kind of ruined the show for me so i'm with you we the first season was interesting some big ideas it was kind of neat and it's started to collapse under its own weight <laughs> and yeah and we didn't finish season two
0: yeah so what are we looking forward to this year i have, you know there's severance I'm looking forward to that. Although, right, we don't know if it's coming out this year. If it hits, I'm looking forward to that. Um, I've gotten blank. I actually don't know what's coming out this year. I should know because Jason writes the article every week. <laughs> <laughs> well, coming up soon. There's not
2: a lot. There's there's uh, there's a series called The New Look. It's just uh, about the the founding of Dior or something like that. Uh, there's a New England Patriots thing. Um, there's a thriller called yeah, Constellation. That, that might be all right. Yeah. I'm kind of uh, – In terms of things coming up soon-ish, the only one I'm kind of really looking forward to is something called The the Completely Made-Up Adventures of Dick Turpin, which is a, a silly historical comedy thing starring Noel Fielding and Hugh, Hugh Bonneville. And I just like Noel Fielding and Hugh Bonneville. So – I'm looking forward to that. <laughs> That's coming up on March 1st. I, I There's no trailer or anything yet. I don't know if it's going to be good. I just like those people. Uh, and then there's something called Palm Royale uh, later in March. That is Kirsten Wig, And it's uh, sort of a drama comedy about a, a woman in the 60s who's trying to weasel her way into the high society of Palm Beach. I think it's based off a novel maybe, but that that could be good. I'm always down for some Kirsten Wig. There is a series. Is it a
1: series or a, or a remake? Um, based on um, oh yeah, it's a series based on Time Bandits, ah, which is a 1980s film. Uh, that, by Terry that's the
2: one I was going to bring up.
1: Yeah. So that sounds. I mean, it could be a spectacular failure. I love
2: Time Bandits. Or it could if they, the yeah, me too.
1: But they have to
2: a riot. Um, yeah. We have no release date on this series, but it was announced they were doing this a while ago, like Deadline and Variety. The, the Trades announced it a while ago. Yeah. Um, and um, it's, they have the whole Lisa cast Kudrow
1: thing. is the, the main cast. Yeah. And it's been announced and they are allegedly working on it. I don't know if it's a production yet, but- Taika Waititi's directed. I mean, that's the kind of thing that could be fantastic if they do it right. Yeah. Uh, if, so we'll if somebody
2: had told me they're making a Time Bandits show, I would say, well, hold, the, the idea that like that's a good structure because every week you go to a different time period or something. But they're going to ruin my favorite – not my favorite. They're going to ruin one of those movies I really, really love. Huh. And then right. they would say, oh, but Taika, Taika Waititi's doing it. I'd be like, oh, okay, okay. No, it's okay. Right. <laughs> we're cool. I mean, we're Let's cool. See. All right. He's, he's – uh-huh. not everything he does is – is great. We'll see. We'll see. And that's but, true, um, but yeah, I think I'm, I'm he I'm has interested. the sensibility where I think he's going to get what's weird and wonderful sure. about it. Like you watch something like <laughs> what we do it. in the shadows yeah. or um, what was the the pirate one? They just, our flag means death. It's like those things, you see that and you go like, okay, I think he he's the kind of guy who probably gets what's so great about time bandits. So cross fingers, but
1: yeah, hopefully that one. Um, that's probably my number one. I'm interested. In. And on it, uh, uh, Jason brought up they're making a documentary about the New York Patriots, New York Patriots, the, the New England Patriots. <laughs> um, now, if it's just a rah rah, Brady is wonderful and Belichick's great, then I'm not interested. But if they really get into the scandals, um, I worked at a Boston newspaper during those years and it was real like this could bring down like the team. Like there were massive rumors, speculation, that whole spike gate thing. If they really get into that, it could be fascinating. I
2: don't follow but they probably I don't to. follow uh <laughs> the stuff closely enough, but there was a the book was called The Dynasty. Um And it went into all those things as well. And this is like a 10 part documentary. So if it's just look how great the team is, they crush everybody for 10 episodes. That's not 10 episodes. That's a four episode thing. Maybe just based on the fact that it's based on that book and it's 10 episodes. I think they've got to go into the dirt. Yeah. Which, and if that's
1: the case, that's going to be fascinating. And all the, you know, if you're a football fan, whether you love them or you hate them. It was still it's still a period of of the NFL that was just astounding of how
0: they played and how Brady played. But all the other stuff is when I'm interested in seeing how they how they approach it. You just need to see who is behind the production of those documentaries. There's been like a rush of sports documentaries, and the thing is, they're being produced by the people that it's about. Like there was oh, a Jordan Lakers wanted, doc- notably, yeah. The Jordan one notably. Well, that was,
1: he, he, it was that was a. I mean, he was all of that.
0: Yeah, in fact, like the entire team hates him for that documentary. The Last Dance essentially started that whole wave. Yeah, yeah.
1: And so. And listen, I'm a I'm a huge Jordan fan, and I love The Last Dance, but it was obvious, yes. right? It was marketing that it was not. They didn't take a lot of input from people who weren't named Michael <laughs> yeah. Jordan. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, one more thing I'm interested in is, uh, uh, there's a, there's a Ferrari TV series that sounds interesting as well. Um, I didn't see that. There was a movie that came out recently about also about, about Ferrari that I haven't, I haven't seen, but it, it, it was supposed to be excellent. But the, that whole story about, uh, Enzo Ferrari is, you know, fascinating. So. However they approach that 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 could be good as, all, as well the the thing about apple t v is like every time they announce something it's like they 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 have a knack for picking subjects that are interesting uh they don't all work they don't all they don't all they aren't all as compelling as they sound, but their their promotion team is really good at spotting something that people will be interested in and even like something like Foundation, which is you know over the top sci-fi, like it was that 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 you know had a had a
0: healthy buzz when it when it came out. Well, that does it for this episode of the MacWorld Podcast, episode eight hundred and seventy-two. Thanks to Jason Cross. Thank you. Thanks to Michael Simon. Thank you, sir. And thanks to you, the audience. Thank you for tuning in. You can subscribe to the Macworld podcast in the podcast app on Spotify or through any other podcast app. If you have any comments or questions, send us an email at podcast at macworld.com or contact us through X, that's at Macworld, or on threads, that's at Macworld underscore HQ, or on the Macworld Facebook page. Join us in the next episode of the Macworld podcast as we talk about the latest in the world of Apple. See you next time.